With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. Eli said he could beat you up, just so you know, <laughs> sir. I did say that. I did say that. Eli said he could beat the shit out of you. <laughs> yeah. Hand to hand. A thousand dollars for charity? What? <laughs> I don't know who said it, but I remember a thousand dollars. We're going to have to give a thousand dollars to a hate group, guys, but it's going to be so funny. <laughs> like this, we're definitely giving a thousand dollars to Family Research Council, yeah, but come on. Yeah. You all don't want that video? I do, yeah. Very I slowly in pennies. We'll film it. It'll be fun. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> God awful movie. 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 Welcome back to the Gamcast, where each week we sample another selection from Christian cinema because we just can't help it. I'm your host, No Illusions, and sitting 700 miles to my immediate left is my good friend Heath Enright. <laughs> Heath, welcome back. Thank you. I'm so excited to be back. This is the perfect. <laughs> Movie to come back on too from vacation. Right? Wow. This is the goodest, baddest. Yeah, we did Happy Science Cult last week. This is the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> and sitting 900 miles to my northeast is my bad friend Eli Bosnick. Eli, how are you this fine afternoon, sir? Bigfoot Bible. Bible Bigfoot. <laughs> that's, those, that's, that's, those are words in the title. Yep. <laughs> and it is about that. So he, Eli has already spoiled this a bit. So, but tell us, Heath, <laughs> what will we be breaking down today? We watched The Badge. The Bible and Bigfoot. Real movie. Real title. And yes, that's the title, except they forgot the Oxford comma. I put it in here in my notes because fuck you. <laughs> now this movie is perfect. Now it's just right. Keith owns all the DVDs and has been writing on them in Sharpie, Sharpie. for yep. most of the week. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's most of my week. It is the classical biblical story of a perfectly lucid gun owner looking to get revenge against a Yeti who threatens his family. All right. With the power of Christ. Here's the thing, though, podcaster. It really is, though. And it's yeah. none of this fucking Noah's shark. Aren't we being ironic? It's from his heart. Yes. It's from his goddamn heart. <laughs> yes. Podcast Believe listener. Believe it or not. They tried so hard. I don't think that they tried hard, but they were like legitimately <laughs> trying. So, Eli. How bad? Like it almost goes without saying, but I have to ask you: How bad was this movie? Well, if you ever wondered about the sexual role play of the staff at Dick's Sporting Goods, sure <laughs> but you can't jerk off to people without knowing their spiritual life is the same as yours. You <laughs> will love this movie. Yeah. So yeah. So we need to be clear right out of the gate that this is the lowest possible level of quality, right? This is some weird couple did this as a hobby levels of quality. And I, honestly, I would feel bad making fun of it if it wasn't A, so poisonous, and B, remarkably bad even by the standard of some weird couple doing it as a hobby. Yeah. 
This, you know, people have often asked us like, hey, you know, you should do this kid who's preaching in his basement. Right. And we're and we're always like, I just get this video has three views and we're two of them. I don't think yeah, we right, do that. Right. this is as close as we've gotten to that quality while still finding that perfect, perfect level of approachability. <laughs> this couple is a this couple is our podcast from now on. It's <laughs> all I need. It's all there. They're all I need. There you go. They're all I need. All right, so is there anything you guys want to nominate this one for being the best at being the worst at? Yeah, I'm going to go with best worst geometry. Really? In their universe. It's non-Euclidean. It's crazy. They don't, just characters appear from the wrong side at the wrong time. <laughs> they they teleport constantly. Constantly. They're upside down. It's different times time of day travel. in two yes, different shots. Yes, uh-huh. Yeah, crazy. There are things that like they had to go out of their way to get wrong. Yeah. Right. Like there are there are shots that are wrong in ways that would have required more work, not less. (laughs) Or there's a wormhole in Maine somewhere that we just haven't discovered yet. And they were in it when they shot this thing. Oh, right. That's possible. That's that's equally possible. I forget where I wrote it in my notes, but at one point I was like, the only way to explain this blocking is that these actors have a restraining order against each other and they're still (laughs) shooting the movie. One of them has a restraining order against himself based on what I saw. Yeah. And I guess that tracks. Right. (laughs) All right. So I was going to go with best worst humility. So in the middle of this movie that this man wrote, directed, and starred in about how he could probably take out Bigfoot with his bare hands, wherein characters will randomly stop and say shit like, did you save a bunch of orphans from terrorists once? He stops and lectures us on the importance of staying humble. Honestly. So here's the thing. I was about to say the only thing that would be more ironic is if he told us about how problematic movies about fighting Bigfoot are, except he He does. does. Yes. (laughs) So I'm out of jokes. (laughs) I'm going to go with best worst outfit stuff. Yeah. I hinted at it earlier, but I've never been more confident that a movie originated when a couple finished watching their own sex tape and said, that was like good, right? Like people need to see not the fucking parts, but like the the <laughs> yes. that, us? that was great. But almost the fucking parts, right? Yeah. But a lot of the fucking we'll parts. Close. Yeah. <sighs> mm-hmm. I have a lot of questions. We're gonna get to my questions about their sex life based on that theory. Yeah. We'll have to get to the plot. I really hope that we don't. All right. Well, I'll tell you what, we're going to need to dust off some obscure adjectives to properly describe how bad this one is. So we're going to take a quick break, but we'll be back in a minute with all the randomly lit cell phone footage that is the badge, the Bible and Bigfoot. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. I told you I'm not going back there because you aren't committed to healing. Hey, guys, guys, what's all the ruckus? Keith won't go to therapy for the help nope. he needs. No, Eli signed me up for therapy, but when I got there, the so-called therapist just turned out to be Eli in a wig. And you were entirely closed off to Dr. Help Your Brain. E- so... Keith, Eli, if you're looking to start therapy, why not try BetterHelp? Oh, what's BetterHelp? If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, accessible, affordable, and entirely online. Get matched with a therapist after filling out a brief survey and switch therapists anytime if they turn out to be like Eli in a wig or something. Hmm. That does sound good. 
When you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can help get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com slash awful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash awful. All right, fine, fine. We'll use BetterHelp. Now, Great. come on, Heath. It's time for our appointments at the barbershop. Is it you in a wig? It is me in a wig. Got it. Yep. All right, kids, gather around. Your mama and I have something to talk to you about. That's right. Your father and I are making a movie. I didn't know you guys knew how to make movies. Yeah. Hey, 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 hey. What do your father and I always say? Um, how hard could it be? How hard could it be? Exactly. It's going to have everything. Get excited. Sure is. Bigfoot action. And of course, my deep and very serious connection to Jesus. Right. And what are we going to do in the movie? Well, I'm glad you asked, hon. Mostly, you're just going to wander around the woods with your sister. By the whole movie? For the whole movie. Yes, hon. For the whole movie. Well, is anyone going to be in the movie but us? Um, y- your grandpa said he'd be in the movie if we do not show his face at all. You know, the Hendersons just molest their kids. Lucky! And we're back for the breakdown, and we're going to open up with that consistent harbinger of next-level awful, the Bridgestone Media Group logo. Yeah, I wasn't <laughs> convinced yet that this movie wasn't going to be ironic, so I wrote in my notes, Bridgestone Media Group, it's a good sign. Yeah. They make a lot of Christian crap, you guys. And then, so this is just the most perfect launching off point for how terrible this movie is. Then we get the logo for like the production company of this movie specifically, which was so dark it was unreadable. Mm-hmm. There's a W and there's definitely words underneath it, but you can't read them because it never brightens up. <laughs> no, no, they did not uh, get a chance to brighten. <laughs> so fucking They're fun. neon signs missing a letter in a movie. <laughs> in a graphic. Yes. <laughs> All right. So, so okay. So we're going to open up deep in the jungles of Oregon. Like, what was with the music? It was like jungle drum music, but we're obviously in Oregon. It's weird. I I thought they were going to, like, I wanted to pan over and it's Bigfoot in a drum circle, just being all hippie and staring at people. (laughs) I I know a lot of third eye blind on guitar, too. I can do third eye. No? Okay. We'll just do. Who who did the acid? Is everyone who had the acid okay? Yeah, no, I'm good. Are you feeling anything else? I'm not feeling anything. All right, so, and of course, everyone in the movie has the same last name. That's always a great sign. Always a fantastic sign. This family is a treasure. I'm so yeah. excited. <laughs> so, so all right, so we, we look at the Oregon's forest for a little while. Then we look at a small Oregon town uh, while we're listening to a <laughs> Christian garage band. I want to talk about the fisherman who's going to fuck the fish. Oh, the statue? What? Yeah. So there's we pan over to this what is very obviously this town's pride and joy, this big shitty metal statue of a fisherman, but he 100% looks like he's going to fuck this fish. Right. If the plaque on that statue doesn't read, <laughs> I'm going to fuck the shit out of this fish. It's misplaqued. <laughs> it's a statue of Matt Walsh. <laughs> Look at a little mermaid. And by the way, the, the, the camera operator very clearly sneezes during one of the panning shots. <laughs> and they're just like, yeah. and, and the, but, but when I say camera operator, I'm like the guy with the phone at that time, you know, because the way this movie is going to be filmed is when the dad is on screen, the mom will be holding the phone. And when the mom is on screen, the dad will be holding the phone. Right. Mm-hmm. By and large. Yeah. There are a couple of two shots in the movie and they haven't mastered 
selfie at arm's length technology. Oh, let no. me tell you. No, no. It's it's very clearly they set the phone down, didn't know how to look at what was framed in it, and then walked <laughs> off and we're and, and we're like, I think think we're pretty much right in front of it now, right? My family of old Jews takes a Thanksgiving family photo better and more quickly than this movie is shot. I love how abruptly the Christian music starts here when they're doing it, too. Yeah. they, They give us like the weather report on a radio and the movie. We watch the movie, realize this is useless and they're not. It doesn't matter. And it's boring. And then. Creed or whatever the fuck, you know, fake it's Creed that like not. these yes. people know a garage band that does Christian music. And it's just like so on the nose. I The lyrics were Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. Yep. Like the first thing that happened. Mm-hmm. That's a, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not so much Creed as it is like the guy Creed has a restraining order. I guess. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it felt like they were going to start singing to us like this <laughs> is a god awful movie Noah, Heath and Eli there yeah. you go Jesus there were definitely some moments that felt like auditions yeah so we watched this guy walking through this town The by the way and this is a constant theme throughout the movie they have no idea how lighting works so he just walks in and out of shadows he's completely invisible at certain points but that they don't give a shit right I thought he was an extra because he was so bad. I literally wrote in my notes, oh, look, an extra having a tremendous amount of trouble walking like a human. That's also a good sign. Nope, that's the protagonist of the movie. Writer, director, like and star of the Auteur. film. Yeah. <laughs> he looks like a photo mosaic of January 6th rioter. Like all of them somehow <laughs> combined together. Just a sketch artist. You asked an AI to draw. Yeah. Yeah. You, you plugged that into Dolly. Yeah, right. Exactly. So, but he's the police chief, or at least for right now he is. And he's running into Claire, the love interest slash his wife slash the mayor. Yeah. And she is, I'm going to go ahead and say a spirit Halloween skeleton. Oh my fuck. Okay. So <laughs> this she looks like she has to leave a note on her that says, I'm not dead. I just look like this when she sleeps. Yeah. No, you cannot leave her in a closed car in a parking lot. People assume they're looking around for Adnan Syed if you do that. Let me tell you. She looks like if Faces of Meth was a makeup campaign instead of a PSA. She's definitely keeping a crypt somewhere for sure. Yeah, for sure. A crypt full of like MLM products. (laughs) So yeah, but so she tells, she warns the police chief that there are going to be budget cuts. And then the two of them go for coffee. Now, this is the most restraining order of the shot choices, right? Mm. You mean when they shoot this conversation directly at his weenus, by which I mean the extra skin on his elbow? From the <laughs> inside of his arm hair. It's, yes, yeah, it's so ridiculous. Weird. So very clearly what happened is the diner said, I told y'all to stop filming in here. And he was like, he put his phone on the table. He's like, I am going to film in here. You don't know. You don't know. <laughs> you already said I could. I'm staying. Do. I'm finishing my coffee. <laughs> I bought this peach pie for me. Family restaurant. <laughs> fuck speaking of which can we talk about the ambient noise i had to use (laughs) noah's notes for what the fuck they talked about because it's just 
actually diner noise yes. in what is very clearly a crowded diner. So it's like cheesecake. Well, and another thing that's that, that that is a constant theme of this movie is they do everything in the laziest possible way. So it's not like they just got that noise, realized it was too loud, and then ADR their lines back over it. No, they just captured the real time audio, so they're speaking at the same volume as all that background noise. Yeah. So, but again, they just reestablished that there are going to be budget cuts, I guess. And then we have this bizarre shot of a dead deer that's been mauled by a bear. There's like there's just some gross shit they saw on the side of the road. And dad was like, oh, I'm going to use that for our movie. Pull over. Pull over. We're doing it for the movie. <laughs> yeah. And so then we spend about, I'm going to say, conservatively seven minutes with Claire hiking on the beach. Yep. Oh my God. It's truly the, my biggest worry this week has been, okay, there are seven minutes of movie. How do we do? Right. Yeah. Everything else is just a bunch of panning shots of Oregon wilderness. Right. <laughs> yeah. She does. I would say seven minutes is nice. So much just, it said on the script, Christian beach walking. And that's what she was doing. <laughs> We actually get literally get a cut of amber waves of grain, but they're yep. like mm -hmm. dying because it's this shitty town. But it's what grain actually looks like. Yeah. So yeah. it's <laughs> shitty. Exactly. Also, it's a super gross looking beach. It is. Right? It's one of those Pacific Northwest beach that's like all the rocks are the size of a fucking baseball right. and you can't walk. <laughs> on, and then there's some horrible seaweed that like turns into fucking anthrax if you get too and close. And a fucking to leg <laughs> washing up on the shore. Yeah, it's disgusting. It's a lot of my childhood at the Jersey Shore you're describing. It's uh, yeah, whatever. No, that's fair. <laughs> so yeah, right. No, I, at the end of this, I just wrote, well, that scene existed. <laughs> what the fuck other commentary are you going to write? Okay, my favorite part, though, is that the movie forgot which character was walking on that beach for Christian's <laughs> it's, it's, sad yeah, beach uh -huh. walking. So it's the mayor, Claire, and she's doing it for the whole scene. But then just for like one shot, magically... The, the husband teleports in and he's standing in the exact same spot on that beach because he was like, get some B-roll of me beach walking Christian Just Lee in too. case I I'm also, also there if I need to be. I wanted it to like slightly tilt over and they're standing next to each other and she's like, oh, you're here too. Yeah. He's like, yeah, sorry. But <laughs> we can both use the beach. I teleported. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, he's walking the other way. Is there a wormhole? So... <laughs> Yeah, that character's name, by the way, is Harrison. So we've got Claire and we've got Harrison. And those are the only adult actors that are going to appear in the movie. How are they going to pull that off with this movie? Well, you know how sometimes <laughs> in our skits, we just have to have Eli talking to himself. <laughs> We're going to do that, but a movie. Sure are. Sure are. So this is where we meet the sheriff, mm -hmm. who is Harrison doing a silly voice. Yeah, who they gave a different name in the credits. Oh, is that the one that's the... the Wait, really? Yeah. Is this a different... I thought it was a different guy. Oh, okay. All right. Well, no, I think you're right, Noah. I think you're right. You, th you think they lied in the credits? Yes. I think they lied in the credits and it's really him. There's a shot where you see his face and he's got the same beard. Oh, that's interesting. Interesting. That's a crazy conspiracy theory that we have concocted now. Why else wouldn't they show well, that? That's, that's for exactly the that was my movie. assumption, right? They, we only ever see him from like the neck down, or we'll see like his hat covering his entire face. That was my assumption. Oh, I thought they hired Wilson from Home Improvement, and then he was like, okay. I am a method. I only do thing this. That I do. 
and can we talk about the voice that this actor has chosen, <laughs> whether it be the protagonist or a, a third strange, a faceless stranger? He has gone with, uh, I don't know, uh, Patton Oswalt's Booker from the Angry Magician. We out there put the Booker theme. Yeah, that's a hyper specific one. You want to give a reference? <laughs> what yeah, we've got here now. is a failure. You the took our jobs cry falling down a well. Yeah, no, it's fucking ridiculous. But yeah, the sheriff is calling the chief. He needs some help with something. And the chief says, I'll come out later when I finish this case. Because that's a cop thing. Those are police words. The case I'm doing is happening at my desk where I'm wearing a bulletproof vest in front of indoors. (laughs) An enormous... Blue Lives Matter pro-Confederate flag with the black yeah. and white. Oh, red Jesus and white. Christ. How the hell did I miss that? All right. So now it's time for the town council meeting scene. We know this because someone has written town council meeting on a whiteboard behind the actors. <laughs> Guys, it's so, so well. OK, wait. First of all, whiteboards so sad, right? Like, you know exactly what aisle of staples they got it at. <laughs> Second of all, no actors, just white. We're, this is going to be done entirely in voiceover. Well, right. Yeah, he'll he'll eventually be standing in front of it. But yeah, <laughs> so the, the town council meeting at this point, they're deciding that they're going to disband the police department. They're going to defund the police. In their little town. This super woke town in rural Maine or wherever it is, is disbanding the police department. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Oregon. So, yeah, not not the least realistic aspect of the film. And this is Claire's turn to do multiple voices. Claire did all the voices here. And she's like, hello, I'm in. Honestly, I should say this. She does not bother to do two different voices. She's like, I would like to disband the police. Okay, that sounds like a good idea. All right. <laughs> Master of disguise over here. Right. But he's just standing there in a close up because they couldn't figure out how to shoot a town meeting of some sort. And he's just arguing at this narrator and the same voice that's arguing with the narrator also. It's yeah. so crazy. Right. I also, it's a tiny moment, but we have to point it out. He has taken his gun out of the holster too early because at the end of this incredibly long scene, he will say, Well, take my gun and badge. But he forgot that he's not supposed to do that to the end of the scene. So for the entire scene, for no reason, (laughs) he is holding his gun backwards and upside down and not acknowledging it. (laughs) So, yeah, so apparently, and by the way, apparently he's redundant anyway, right? Because they have a sheriff that takes care of the county. So, yeah, I I can see this. This makes this makes perfect sense. This isn't even defunding the police. This is just getting rid of a redundancy. Yeah. But he he even offers to take a pay cut, and they're like, uh, to zero? And he's like, no, okay, no. Yeah, that's what we're doing. Good. We're on the same page. <laughs> I like that the movie kind of lost their own argument to themselves here. He's like, you know, I'll be a cop for basically free. And then the town council people are like, okay, you made it worse. Like, still, no. You, you, you know how that's worse, right? Yeah. You want to be a cop for free? <laughs> that's terrifying. Just let me shoot a black guy if he ever yeah, makes exactly. it to Oregon. <laughs> that's all I'm Christ. asking. There it is. Yeah, so he says, take my badge and gun. I'm leaving. So he leaves. Claire runs out after him, right? And she's like, I'm so sorry you got fired. And he says, well, I, I gave it all I had. And I'm like, was that all you had, that argument? Because that wasn't much. <laughs> you just offered to take a pay cut. No, please. All right. I did everything in my power. Yeah. So... 
But he drives off, and she's like, oh, you need to drop off the police car. He's like, that'll explain why I don't have a police car at any point in this movie, huh? That, that I had to drop it off. <laughs> what a weird thing to attend to. We just watch, where do I drop it off? Over oh, at Mary's, like in the front. No, can you drop it around the back? Yeah. Why do we need this information, people? <laughs> yeah, but he drives off in a police car. Trust us, it's a police car. We only see the interior, but you can hear police radio sounds. So. You also have the yeah. remote control to my VCR and my copy of Fletch. You need to return all my stuff. And yet, <laughs> so he has to give back the car. And we watch him sadly put gas into that car for nobody for a second. <laughs> yep. Which was so much fun. You know, like a rental, yeah, right? Yeah, return Before it you full. return it. Right. Oh, what was it at? Three quarters, six eighths? I forget. Oh, God damn it. You got to make me. So, okay. So now we get a series of town shots to Christian music again, but this time, sadly, right? Okay. And can we talk about the Christian music? Because the Christian music, it seems to be, I definitely sent this along to Anna for a possible future god-awful Christian music because it seems to be a Christian song from the viewpoint of no, I literally don't understand the proposition of Christianity. <laughs> Not I'm too awed by it, but like, wait, sorry, can you explain it again, Jesus? I was on my phone. So... <laughs> Let's define our terms in this song. So Clara's gone back to the shitty-ass beach and she starts like flashing back to earlier scenes. Yes, <laughs> by which I mean earlier scene because there have been two scenes yeah, right. in the movie. We're eleven so minutes into this movie and she's flashing back to shit that just happened. That must be a record, even for us, right? Yeah, I like that she was skipping stones in memory of the cop that got fired. Yes, uh huh. <laughs> and definitely in the script here, it said like pensive. So. This actor, well, she looked up pensive first and then she was like, oh, thinky. So she bends down and she's like, look, I found a circle-y thing. What kind of circle is this? So we watch her stare at just like a piece of shit on the beach that floated up for a while pensively. Yeah, but eventually this resolves to a car driving late at night while a radio broadcast talks about Bigfoot. Now, again, laziest possible way to do everything. So a lot of this movie is just going to be somebody in a, on a radio in the background explaining where in the movie we are to us, right? Yeah. So, okay. So it's the next morning and we're in the woods and, and somebody was out hunting, but now they're running away frightened of something. <laughs> yes. And, and I would like to throw out there that that person that was out hunting, I believe, is also played by the same actor as the main character. I, I think you're right. We're getting into Eddie Murphy levels of character <laughs> multiplicity here. Folks. Well, except he's not like wearing some weird disguise or anything. He's just not, trying not to show you his face as he runs. <laughs> yes. So meanwhile, the chief is at a restaurant listening to. Bigfoot talk on the background radio. We, we're just watching him ha eat cornbread at this point. Yep. And you know, it's one of those really good local restaurants, right? That's named like Schmitty's, mm -hmm. right? It's just got three really good dishes and nothing else on the menu. Sorry, nothing was happening in the yeah, movie. So no, I, gotta, write a meditation <laughs> I, on, I love small town like restaurants. That, yeah, thank you. So, okay. So Claire goes to see the headless sheriff, the guy who we never see the face of with a funny voice to tell him about the Bigfoot reports, but he doesn't have time for this Bigfoot shit. <laughs> he forgot which accent he was doing in between shots like me on D&D minus. So <laughs> uh, for this scene, he's going to be doing my impersonation of Dolly Parton. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
So and, and then we so he calls the chief again, but just in my left headphone, but not my right. Yeah, they did lose mastery over the sound for a second here. Ooh. I get it. <laughs> yeah, that was that was nauseous. But he's like, yeah, I'll meet you in the in the next scene. But of course, first, we have to get more radio Bigfoot exposition. Yeah. This is where, by the way, the camera follows this man outside. He's in the restaurant and it walks out. And, you know, you're like, oh, wow, how are they going to handle the awkward transition from interior to exterior lighting? Well, you know, they just they just carry the camera outside and it just does that. So, yeah, <laughs> I don't know if you've ever like made a movie with a little kid where they want you to do that thing where you film them and then you stop it and then they leave and then you start it again and they're like, I disappeared. That's the purposeful cinematography of choices of this film. Yeah. So, so Chief Harrison gets a phone call to meet Claire at the dock. They need water in the background. And I'm like, oh, good. Wind to go with their audio mastery, their audio <laughs> capture mastery. It's so bad that genuinely it feels like someone is blowing a raspberry next to the camera the entire <laughs> I'm gonna fuck up your movie. He I'm the homeless guy who lives on this dock. They said no to give me a dollar before they started. And I it's for a free country. You can't make me stop. <laughs> Some audio guy was like, just put a condom on it, and they were like, No, sin. Absolutely not. Raw dogs. <laughs> So, yeah, so she says, a hunter saw something in the woods. It was Bigfoot. And Chief is like, I don't have time for this Bigfoot shit. But, yeah, you do. You're unemployed. Yeah, now. right. You what are only you doing? have time for shit like that. Yeah. Yeah, but he's the only, he's the town's only hope, even though he was fired. And she's like, I know you. I know you'll do it out of principle. And I'm like, okay, well, then. I mean, like firing him might not have been the ethical thing to do, but it was definitely the fiscally responsible thing to do, right? <laughs> yeah. Turns out he's just still going to cop for free. Yeah. So I also just have to point out that as though they heard my notes from the first scene, they decided to, I'm going to go ahead and say, put makeup on the actress for this scene. Really? You <laughs> so think now she looks like she's auditioning for an allergy medicine commercial. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, are you stuffed up and groggy? Come on over to the Bigfoot movie. <laughs> oh, she's the before. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll tell you what. We more or less have ourselves a plot or as close as we're ever going to get to one. So we're going to pause there for another break. But we'll be back in a flash with even more of The Badge, The Bible, and Bigfoot. I need squad cars on the ground and I need three snipers on the roof before I'm off this first call. Damn it. Uh, sorry. I, excuse me. Sorry. Who are you? Dutch baby, hostage negotiator. You know the perp? Oh, God. Which one is it? Is it the one with the beard or the tall one? Uh, the tall one. Got it. Yeah. All right. Wh what did he do? He won't brush his teeth. That's what he did. So they called me in because, damn it, I'm the best of the best. Now, can you tell me this guy's weaknesses? I need to get inside his head. Look, Mr. Baby? Officer o Baby. Officer Baby. If you want help maintaining Heath's good oral health, why not just try Quip? Sir? I'm a down-and-out hostage negotiator. All I do is quip. No, no, no. The Quip electric toothbrush is loved by over 7 million mouths and has timed sonic vibrations with 30-second pulses to guide a dentist-recommended two-minute clean, a lightweight and sleek design for adults and kids with no wires or bulky chargers to weigh you down, and a multi-use travel cover that doubles as a mirror mount for less clutter. Well, that sounds dope on a rope to me. 
But how's that going to help me get this perp go on the straight and narrow? Well, in addition to brush heads, Quip also delivers fresh floss, toothpaste, mouthwash, and gum refills every three months from $5. Shipping is free, so you can save money and skip the hustle and bustle of in-store shopping. Don't get me wrong, that sounds good, but the price might be too high. What's all this stuff going to cost me anyways, huh? A pizza? A helicopter? A phone call with the mayor? Actually, if you go to getquip.com slash awful right now, you'll get your first refill for free. That's your first refill free at getquip.com slash awful. Spelled G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash awful. Quip, the good habits company. All right. I've heard everything I need to know. Come on, boys. Let's roll out. Oh, actually, uh, before you go, could I convince you to maybe talk to the other guy about mango nectar? Wait, you're not saying you live with... El Diabetico, do you? I see his reputation precedes him. Indeed it does. Indeed it does. Dude! Oh, oh God, are, are you taking a shit? Yeah, man, I'm taking a I, shit. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, this was supposed to be our big confrontation. Yeah, well, it's the woods, man. Like, sorry, I didn't have a Starbucks bathroom well, to I, pop into. I'm I, taking a shit. I, I've, been, I've been stalking you now for days. Okay, well, if that's true, you'll know I had that really big thermos of chili for lunch. So, you know, what do you expect? Fine. Fine. I'm going back in the woods and I'll, oh, God, I'll kill you later. Thank you. By the way, that chili smelled amazing. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. My secret, I put beer in there and I simmer it down. It makes the flavor so much richer. I bet. Yeah, Yeah. because of the hops. Because of the hops. Exactly. Exactly. All right. All right. Yeah. Well, kill you later. (laughs) Not if I kill you first. Maybe. We have fun. We do. I'm still shitting. (laughs) (laughs) And we're back for more of this shit. When we last left off, Chief Harrison was in a restaurant listening to Bigfoot Exposition on the radio, and we're going to rejoin the action with Claire sitting in a different restaurant listening to different Bigfoot Exposition on a different radio. Mm -hmm. This local radio station does weather plus Bigfoot, and that's it. Pretty much. So most of the time, (laughs) just weather, I guess. Okay, to be fair, that is realistic to Oregon, Heath. So, you know, <laughs> that's a okay. yeah, no. So, okay, so then she calls the chief, and this is so fucking amazing because we haven't mentioned, like, you know, that this guy is listening to this episode, right? And of all the things he's upset about, the thing he's most upset about is that we haven't brought up his biceps yet. <laughs> his, his sweet, sweet gum. Yes. Also, Eli said he could beat you up, just so you know, <laughs> sir. I did say that. I did say that. I said he could beat the shit out of you. Yeah. Hand to hand. A thousand dollars for charity? What? (laughs) I don't know who said it, but I remember a thousand dollars. We're going to have to give a thousand dollars to a hate group, guys, but it's going to be so funny. Like this, we're definitely giving a thousand dollars to Family Research Council, yeah, but come on, yeah. you all don't want that video. I do, yeah, very I slowly in pennies, we'll film it. It'll be fun. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> one we'll penny per year for the next hundred thousand years. <laughs> we're gonna hide it somewhere in your office. <laughs> Here's the thing: no matter how hard he beats me up, he'll always have felt my erection against his body as he threw me to the ground. That'll be forever. Can't take that back. Nope. All right. So, yeah, so... What's the old saying? Touching an erection lasts forever. <laughs> yep, that is the old saying. It's the K Jewelers <laughs> motto, right? <laughs> yep, that's what it is. I, I knew I recognized it. Yeah. So, okay, so she calls the chief to tell him about the, um, about the Bigfoot stuff, but he's busy doing reps, staying bulked, getting yoked. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> and they're even, they're even those stupid bicep 
weights, right? Not the standard ones. They're the ones that you buy a set of and then you can click them together. Yeah, this is uh, 19 workouts and what? He's even got the dumb weights for working out. I don't understand how those work. What happens with them? You just add more weight to them. They're, yeah, you click them, they're more weight. Yeah. But like Facebook ads seem to think there's any chance I've ever worked out in my entire <laughs> wow. life. And they try to sell me these things. That's a real failure. Yeah, on that right? part. It's a really bad part of the algorithm. I don't know where they got that. I love do okay, so he's doing his reps and then he just starts saying his motivation out loud, which is a great precedent to set early on in the film. He's just like, I ain't answering that phone because that's Claire calling me about Bigfoot and I don't believe in no Bigfoot. I'm like, oh, okay, we were wondering. I'm I'm glad that you explained that to us. <laughs> I did enjoy on the radio, we get a little bit like of an extended cut of the radio talking about mm -hmm. the Bigfoot conspiracy. And one person says yeah, we found Bigfoot hair, proved it with a DNA test, so it's definitely somewhere close. There's a Bigfoot. Yeah. How How do they think a DNA test works? Oh, what? I would give anything just to include in this movie. What? Yeah. <laughs> like, did you, in their head, it's just like you take hair and you smush it on a laptop and it's like Bigfoot. Like, right. what? How would, you, how would you get that? The DNA spells it out. It's in the little spiral there. <laughs> It's like Morse code, it. like Morse yeah, code, exactly. but they have four instead of just two. So, yeah, it, there's also a guy on that radio, by the way, that says, I bet it's just a big, hairy guy. And that guy is my hero for the duration. of the <laughs> So, OK. And then we introduce this couple's poor goddamn kids into the movie. Right. OK. <laughs> Maybe I just can't tell white people apart. Are these identical triplets? No. I think it's one actress who does all three parts. Just like your theory about the guy. No, it's it's three different kids. They've just got two of them dressed alike with their hair exactly the same. So from a distance, you think, oh, twins. Yeah. <laughs> also, one of them is dressed half the same. Yes. And I like to think that that's the least favorite child in the family, like that all of them are always matching except for her. Yeah, to, well, to the point that they actually have to address this. At one point, as they're walking through the woods, one little girl says to the other, where's your jacket? And she says, I don't have it on. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> these kids. OK, so we meet these kids planning their trip to the fucking park because Otherwise, we wouldn't understand how they knew to be in the park, right? We have, we get these kids going like, after school, we should go to the park. And then we cut immediately to them at the park after school. Yep. <laughs> Walking. They, they even for a second show us, they're like, all right, let's go to the park. But first, we have to go to school in our lives. Let's do that now. We get half a second of the exterior of a school, a bell rings, and then they're like, all right, school's over. Right, We've done yes, that now. Right. Let's do our next activity. <laughs> yes. it's, we said park, right? Yeah. Flash cut to a goldfish watching this movie. I am following along. <laughs> Let me tell you. <laughs> well, also, we should point out, by the way, that these little girls are sharing their sentences like the programs from The Matrix. Right? <laughs> it's fucking batshit. But anyway, so they're all hanging out at the park. These little girls can't even pass the fucking Bechdel test in this movie, right? They start talking about how Johnny's going to ask one of them to the dance. They're seven or something. Yeah. yeah. What the fuck are they talking? It's horrifying. Yeah. So, but at this point, they hear some creepy crunching in the woods, by which I mean crunching in the woods. And because apparently these filmmakers don't know how woods work, despite the <laughs> fact that they're in the woods filming it, they're like, oh, my God. And the kids all run. Yeah. yeah. So apparently the Bigfoot was sneaking up on these kids, but just to eavesdrop about the school dance for a little bit. Yes, clearly. And then they hear a crunching noise and they're like, was that a fucking Yeti? 
So the Yeti took like one step and there was a giant pile of bubble wrap and like some aluminum <laughs> foil right there. Yeah. He's like, fuck. And he gets back behind the tree. But they run away. And then in one of those moments, and there are several in this movie where you're like, oh, I bet they meant to edit that into a different order. We cut immediately from those kids running terrified from Bigfoot to them playing hide and seek. Yep. yep. I was like, these children have very short memories. Yeah, now the goldfish is going, well, don't you guys remember? You were just now running from Oh, no. man, it's not making sense again. All right, time to take a circle around the bowl, see what new movie is playing when I get back. No, they completely forgot. But we do get another crunching noise, and they're like, was that a Yeti? Did we talk about this earlier? Nah, but I think I heard a Yeti. And I just love the idea of this Yeti trying to be a ninja and failing miserably just like trying to sneak up and he's got like loud corduroy pants <laughs> like the whole time. His cell phone goes off when he's right behind the boat. Ah, oh god damn it. He's got a wheeze. <laughs> got the apnea. So okay, so but they're they're about to play hide and seek. The one little girl starts counting and just then Bigfoot runs up and grabs her. Yeah. Now, this happens so quickly that even going through it frame by frame, I couldn't tell for sure if that was just dad with a brown rug covering him. Yep. It's not, by the way. It's it's like, a, it's. I mean, you know, like for a Halloween costume, it's not bad. Uh, yeah. But they're just so bad at filming that we, we see one frame of sort of a brown blob and that's it. <laughs> All right. So and then we immediately cut to the other two girls going like, hey, what happened to Cindy? She didn't come to find me when I was hiding. Cindy, let's walk in a two foot square area calling her name. Yeah, that should help. So, but then they decide that they're going to run away and go tell her mom. They hear the fucking Yeti's corduroy pants again and start yep. running. <laughs> yeah. And I just want to say if this was really a Christian movie, Bigfoot would turn out to be a drag queen at a story hour. But you know what? <laughs> they left that unturned. You guys didn't have the guts to do that. <laughs> But yeah, but so we, we watch the little girls run. One of them falls down. So Bigfoot grabs her too. Mm -hmm. One of them does a triple Lutz over a tiny little twig. Yeah. Uh -huh. falls <laughs> really badly. And then also gets taken. Yeah, that was fun. And oh, So I find this to be kind of an interesting thread to tug on as well. So two of the three girls get kidnapped, right? These people obviously have three little girls, but one of them, I guess, got in trouble midway through the movie. And they're like, well, you don't get to be in the movie. Then you don't even get kidnapped by Bigfoot or something. You get a jacket from Marshalls instead of Lululemon. Deal with it. <laughs> so, yeah. So then we cut to that kid's mom calling 911. Or, sorry, rather, we continue to pan over the woods while hearing that 911 call because that's the laziest possible way to do it. Mm -hmm. Claire once again providing the voice not doing a different voice <laughs> no uh Claire only plays she's the Al Pacino of Christian cinema she only <laughs> plays Claire damn it so okay so then we do yet more panning shots of this little town <sighs> and keep in mind by the way once again they have no they've not taken into account things like shadow time of day cloud cover or whatever so occasionally these panning shots are just over a shadow yep yeah, it's a, probably a building there or something. I don't know. They do spend about five minutes on the American flag here, though. Yeah, they do. Yeah. I also like that to show that he's not a cop anymore, he has changed out of his police baseball cap into his normal cap of the one I assume he wears for like weddings and yeah. funerals. <laughs> his dress ball cap. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, and then by the way, so the sheriff 
is out looking for Bigfoot. And once again, we're just seeing his hat or we're just seeing him from the neck down. He calls the chief again and he's like, I'm out here looking for Bigfoot. And he's like, are you having any luck? He's like, I ain't finding nothing. He's breathing like I just climbed a single stair. It's very confusing. <laughs> he's very winded and still not showing his face. At this point, I was like, oh, he's the Yeti. <laughs> Sheriff. Oh, my God. I, honest, I would love this. If he turned out to be the Yeti at the end, this is my favorite movie. I'd be like a Yeti in Groucho glasses or something. Yeah, that'd be awesome. But yeah, so we watched this guy walk around in the woods for like a while. Again, while not showing his face. So we watch him from behind mostly. At this point in my notes, I wrote, I'm going to go ahead and nominate the star of this movie to be Shots of Men's Sneakers. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> we get some ominous moss as a pop scare. Yeah, a there's a little moss. Yeah, that's true. There's a lot of moments here where the cat, like the, the, he'll walk by and the camera will just keep panning as though we're going to see Bigfoot sneaking up on him or something. But then there's just nothing there. Right. Yeah. But then we do get a Bigfoot flash. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's just like running and growling now, giving up on the ninja plan. So it's just like zip, zop, zip, zop, zip, zop. And he's screaming. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't care. Yeah. And he comes in with a big flying knee and knocks out the sheriff or the chief or whichever this guy is. Knocks out the chief with a gunshot noise, which is very confusing. Yeah. So, yeah. And then we just, of course, we see that through Bigfoot cam. What is the difference between a sheriff and a chief? Are they two? There's two different. Yeah. So a sheriff generally is going to be the, the, the county's chief law enforcement officer where the chief is generally going to be the cities or the towns. Okay. I gotta tell you guys, I did not know that until I Googled my own jokes, but I had written like seven pages worth of chiefs and sheriffs are the same thing <laughs> jokes for our podcast. And I was like, Shit, oh, they are different. My, my, my <laughs> dad was a police chief, so yeah. I wasn't clear either. Yeah, <laughs> they're racist white guys. It's fine. Yeah, it's right, right. They're, they're all the same racist the same. white guys, but yeah, they're all the same people. <laughs> right. <laughs> no sheriffs have a little bit of a twang. Yeah, that's right. They're Dolly Parton, and chiefs not so much. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, but so we just see a hat and a gun in the forest, right? Because they don't want to get violent. They don't want to show blood or anything. Also, they don't want to go to the trouble of actually opening a ketchup packet at any point in this fucking movie. So. No, this movie is very anti-ketchup packet. And we'll learn multiple times yeah. throughout this film. Oh, they've been kicked out of an Arby's for trying to get too many ketchup packets. Oh, for sure. <laughs> it's, that's how big ketchup gets you. <laughs> so, okay. So then we cut to the chief showing us how big a chunk of wood he can carry. This is awesome. <laughs> it's for, it's, it's literally a third of a second of a shot yes. and it's just him holding a big stump and he's like, this is a great stump. Where am I going to put <laughs> a great new This was all stump. for Claire, guys. This yes. was all for Claire was like, pick it up. And he was like, oh, you mean this big heavy stuff? And she was like, mm. they, I will tell you, they took a break. They took a four and a half minute Use break. Use the knot. I will use the knot, babe. Cut, though. We have to cut. So, yeah. So, he moves a stump. We watch her watching more Bigfoot video. She, she, this is so funny. This is how lazy this fucking movie is. She's watching TV, and the TV says, we just got this video of Bigfoot. And then we watch her watch that, right? We don't, we don't watch the video. No. We watch her watching. We watch half of a reaction video. <laughs> yeah. But more importantly... We see the sign behind her. <laughs> yes. Her home decoration will haunt me truly for the rest of my life. It is a sign that says autumn leaves and stormy seas, but it's like a fucking special board. 
podcast listeners. Yes, not, yeah, with the letters that like yes. go into the slots. Right. Yes, it, with the letters that click in. It's not like a whiteboard <laughs> or a. This is not Michael's level of decor here. <laughs> no. no, this is like if you want to put up no fussing, no mussing, no back talking. You can, but then you can switch to the you know jaunty Maine theme or Oregon theme about the <laughs> yes. seas and the leaves. <laughs> so. Yeah, but so she sees that video. She has to run and see the chief. And there's this weird, stupid fucking moment. So he's he's chopping wood, right? Because, you know, again, for, for Claire, when she comes by. But then she has to, like, mic drop a little bit here. So she also yes. chops wood. Well, she <laughs> drops an axe onto two twigs that are next okay, to each I, other. I am not at all going to pretend that I could chop wood better than she just did. No, she chopped that. That's how that's how it works with a mall. You just use the weight of the. She does chop a piece of wood. Yep. Kind of real. I will fight the husband. I will out chop the wife. These are the challenges. <laughs> thousand dollars. I will rap battle the children. I'm going <laughs> to lose all of these. I will rap battle the children. Fight the husband, outshop the wife. But here's my favorite thing about this stupid act, uh, wood chopping scene is that she's wearing gloves, right? So the idea is he's chopping wood and she's just supposed to grab the axe and say, here, let me show you how it's done and chop it too. And he, he's supposed to go, oh, wow, she's pretty tough or whatever. But she's wearing gloves because she was damned if she was going to get a splinter. So it means that she went to his shed, found a smaller pair of gloves, <laughs> got an axe <laughs> and came back and said, bike drop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she actually she was wearing one glove like a golfer. Oh, what? Because she? she's a, she does a righty swing, so she chops the wood, and then she gets to do the like take off the glove like a surgical glove and snap it like as the mic drop. Right, it was fucking great. So all right, so then so but she's like, you got to go out and find those kids. The Bigfoot got, and he's like, I don't know, I've I, I, I've been fired. I don't know if I can go back to that life, you know. And she leaves. And then we get this like military drum procession thing going as he wanders into Ace Hardware, except they're not allowed to show the side. <laughs> yes. Okay. Here's this. This is supposed to be the arming up scene, right? Yeah. Where the guy go like, you know, John Wick pulls back the thing and sees the guns, except he's in a fucking dick sporting <laughs> right? Yep. Yes. With the music in the background being like bump, bump. Well, but also he's like, like, ooh, perfect push-ups. I could use that, too. That'd be cool. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. But, but the thing is, it's the, it's the arming up scene where you can't afford a bunch of guns. So you just go to Dick's Sporting Goods and film all the rifles there and have your character looking at them. I need a gun for a Yeti. Is that a tri-blend? <laughs> <laughs> but can we all just say to ourselves... This is the strongest yes they got, right? They went over to the guy at the gun counter at this Dick Sporting Goods, and they were like, we're shooting a movie about Bigfoot, and he was like, stop right there. The answer is yes. Mikasa, <laughs> Asu Kasa. All right, so, but then just then, Claire has an idea. She's going to pray for help. Well, so I guess she has the opposite, whatever the opposite of an idea is. She's going to pray for help. <laughs> And this is like, honestly, this was a moment where I'm like, okay, you guys put Bible in the fucking title as though you were just trying to trick us into watching it. But this is where it goes full Christian, right? Yes. This is where the movie held me deeply in its arms, looked me in the eyes and said, we belong on this podcast. And I was like, you do belong on this podcast movie. You do. Yeah. And then, so we get her out in the woods looking for the kids herself, right? Since he won't help. But then we get her getting out of her car going, well, if they're not going to help, I'm going to look for them myself. 
right? Again, clearly that show was supposed to go before, but it didn't. And so it just left us going, what the fuck is happening? You know, when you drag one of the videos into your TikTok, which is how they edited this movie, <laughs> and uh, but it's gone two things over and you don't want to drag. That's how that scene ended up where yep. it is. They do a series of cross cuts to nothing here, too. So, yeah. like, they learned the word crosscut, I guess, and they tried to do it, but they would just cut back to, like, the guy, Harrison, and he's doing nothing several right. times. He's still just staring at those he guns. He looks at the camera. At one point, he's like, no, go back. Go back. <laughs> do you know, if we get crazy billionaire money, I know we usually remake the movies in funnier ways, and that's impossible here. So, if we get crazy billionaire money, can we, like, take a day of David Fincher's time to get his feedback on this movie because that's what I want I want Steven Spielberg to watch this movie and do the DVD commentary Wait, so what do you think they were that would be genuinely an amazing movie <laughs> yeah right all right so now we we cut back to her she's uh, she's looking through a different part of the woods and we're gonna cross cut that <laughs> with the chief praying as well yeah mm -hmm. I love her plan here was just like gonna walk out into the wood and be like, Cindy, Cindy. And then she's like, fuck, how much woods do we, is it woods plural? We got a lot. <laughs> right. Should I shake a bag? Well, she's not going to realize that until act three. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so. I also, we have to talk about this prayer. Oh, yes. This prayer, he's like, Lord, I need your guidance to fight Bigfoot. I'm too weak without you to fight Bigfoot. <laughs> and then to wrap it up, the fucking craziest addition to a prayer I've ever heard. Also... Forgive me for killing Bigfoot, which I <laughs> I have lots of questions about his theology. If he was like, and I should probably, you know, better ask forgiveness than permission. Right. Yeah. Let, forgive me in advance if I murder Bigfoot. So now keep in mind. I also might try to hang Mike Pence. I'm not sure, but just <laughs> forgive me in advance for that, too. So, yeah. And, and so keep in mind, by the way, that like he's praying for the resolution to some conflict, but they forgot to add a conflict. Right. So as far as we know, his conflict is, do I help these missing girls or knock out the rest of this wood chopping before supper? That's what he's <laughs> praying. over. <laughs> but yeah, but ultimately, God says, no, no, man, go ahead and finish up the movie. So he heads out into the woods with a shotgun. I need God to one time show up in one of these movies and be like, no, no, absolutely <laughs> not. What the fuck are you talking about? And just start flipping through the Bible. Leave Bigfoot alone. He's yeah. my favorite. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so he's out in the woods. We, we see him just running through the woods, playing guns with himself. Oh, my God. We get a little peek at his tribal tattoo. <laughs> yeah. And he's quoting the Bible as he hunts yep. a Bigfoot out loud. Yeah, saying the Lord's Prayer. So we hear him doing, like, the Valley of the Shadow of Death. I wanted it to keep going for, like, too long. And then he's like, and uh, Enoch begat Irad. <laughs> Irad begat Methuselah. Fuck, Methuselah's after that. So, yeah, so, but Claire then shows up out of fucking nowhere. He turns around and he goes, you're lucky I didn't blow your face off. And she's like, please, I'm an undead creature of the night. Are those bullets silver? I don't think I'm, I don't think I have to worry about that shit. I teleport through wormholes. How would you have seen me? We both know my head would grow back. We're, we're a couple in Oregon. You've shot me in the head before. Oh, okay, relax. <laughs> But real, but for real, so look, if you're so amped up that you're liable to blow somebody's face off just for being behind you, maybe you shouldn't get to have a fucking gun. Yep. 
And this is, let's just say, this is a very real gun. Yes, this oh yeah. This is very much the gun that the guy who made this movie will use to assassinate podcaster and comedian darling Eli Foster <laughs> when he hears this episode. Eli said he's a better shot than you, too. I did. Okay, I'm doing a quick draw with the husband. I'm doing a wood chop off with the wife. He Rap says he does a better serpentine. Children. He does a better dive roll. And yeah. he's got better marksmanship. You heard it. Paintball. Paintball duel. So, okay, all right. Yeah, uh, our family against theirs in paintball. That I'll do. And it definitely, it'll be paint. Oh, we got to sure. get Andrew, though. Andrew has to be our ringer for paintball. Yes. All right. So, but Claire shows up and she's like, I'm going to be your partner for the rest of this movie. So we have to have the whole, I don't need no partner. You're a lady. You can't fight Sasquatches. And she's like, remember, I chopped the wood, though. Remember? Remember? <laughs> mm-hmm. Also, because it's a two shot and someone isn't feeding them the line right before they say it, because that's what they obviously have done for the rest of the movie. Yep. Mm-hmm. You could drive a truck full of beef jerky through these pauses. <laughs> it's like, let me help you. I'm the only one. Two. Three, four. No. Well, and they start repeating themselves and shit. Then she's like, I don't have additional arguments. You need to stop arguing back. And the pauses are so bad. The other actor during the pause is so mad about each pause. Like, come on. We just a second ago went over these two sentences. So, okay. So now we're going to cut to one of the little girls asleep in the forest with Bigfoot cuddling her, I guess. I don't, I don't know what the fuck yeah. we're looking at there. I mean, I know it's her dad in the monkey costume, but I still felt a little uncomfortable. It was a little weird. Yeah. Uh huh. It felt like a little bit of petting, but then a little bit of eating, like a little, you know. Yeah, it wasn't clear. (laughs) Like he was mad about broccoli being served and he was like a goth teen kind of like picking (laughs) at his food. So, okay, so we get a little bit of growl cam and then we cut back to the chief going, now we're going to find Bigfoot and we're going to kill him. Right. And they use that apple loop, the that's their like badass <laughs> slow-mo walk. And yes, they do walk in slow motion. Yes. Oh, yeah. Let me be clear. I don't, they don't <laughs> slow motion the video no, footage of them walking. Nope. <laughs> no. Uh-uh. These two full-grown adults whose vote counts more than yours, podcast listener, go, yeah, moving my legs slow. So, okay, now we have this amazing moment, right? He gives her the gun. He's like, hey, are you keep the gun because you're a lady. You'll need a gun. I've got these guns, you know, one on each fucking arm so I can fight Bigfoot barehanded if I have to. I will punch Bigfoot to death. That is his plan. And then she's like, hold on, I got to take a shit. (laughs) To pause the movie for them to deal with the concept of shitting. Yes, Right, this will not be the last time this movie needs to pause for a shit. I love this. this, this I was laughing so hard during these two. They do another shit moment later. It's the yeah. best. Yeah. So, but what? But the the key here though is when she goes off to shit, she accidentally leaves the shotgun behind. Oh, yeah. Oh, right, right, right. right. Yeah, yeah. It's important to the plot. I wanted them to focus on the shitting even more. Give us like just a, she goes a little bit away and we get a really loud, difficult shit. And <laughs> she's like, pass me a pine cone. Pass me t- like 10 pine cones minimum. I need a bunch. <laughs> oh, I shouldn't have had the burger at Ritzy's. Why don't I learn better? <laughs> he cooks it for like 14 seconds. Oh, God. <laughs> I wish we had a Ruby Tuesdays. Also, by the way, when she says I have to take a shit, he says, 
Hunters don't shit, we hold it. Yes. Okay, well, to be okay. clear, he doesn't say shit. He says hunters don't use the bathroom. Yeah. Uh-huh. But they hold it? Yep. Hunters <laughs> never shit or pee in the woods. <laughs> or at all. I mean, he just implies that Ever. they never. Yeah, he doesn't make it clear that it's just there either. Yeah. No. How amazing would it be if the end of this movie, instead of the insane ending it has, is just him taking a 19-pound shit for the first time in his life? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is better, actually. So, okay. So then we, we cut to them down by the river, realizing that she's left the shotgun behind, right? And he's like, ah, oh, damn it. But I guess worst case scenario, I can just wrestle him to death. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she's like, sorry, yeah, I used the gun for TP. There weren't enough pine cones. <laughs> He's pissed, but yeah, now he apologizes for being mad about leaving behind their only weapon to fight a literal Bigfoot. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, right. We get a couple of panning shots, and he's like, I'm sorry about the last scene. And she's like, that's okay. So you would say something's happened in the movie now? Oh, yes, multiple <laughs> Just things have been happened. resolved, even. Yeah. Conflict. Yeah, so, so then they sit down, and they have a conversation about you know, Bigfoot as he relates to Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. I was waiting for some Yeti theology this whole time, and they finally sit down and take it seriously here. Yes, they do. Yes. This is great. So they explain that there's just been too many reports from around the world that match the description of the latest movie about Bigfoot. <laughs> and then she explains that God created Bigfoot and he gave us dominion over all the animals. So all we need to do is look Bigfoot in the eye and command him in Jesus's name. Which I just need to point out now, he does not do in the movie. <laughs> nope, he sure the fuck doesn't. He punches him to death instead. But also, like, the God made fucking bears. Do you think you can do that to a bear lady? Absolutely. No illusions. I've never said anything with a purer, stronger heart of certainty. Yes. Everyone involved in this film thinks they can command a bear. That's why there was only two daughters in the second, third episode. 100%. Somebody they know, perhaps that other daughter, had a bear show up and they were like, hey, stop it. Dominion, stop it. And then got mauled. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, as if to answer my objection, he goes, yeah, well, with God, all things are possible. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll tell you what. We can command animals through the name of Jesus is a new apologetic, but it gives me fresh ideas on how to disprove God using nothing but my cat. So I'm going to take a minute to develop that. But first, let me give Act 3 the hard sell. Is this movie secretly a PSA for the dangers of meth? Why the fuck else would she look like that? Is there a relatively good chance that this dude's going to try to kick our asses now? Find out the answer to these questions and more when we return for the <laughs> ponderously edited conclusion of... The Badge, The Bible, and Bigfoot. Eli said he won't even take it to the mat. He's just going to stand up, fight you. Sure, I'm just going to stand up. I'm gonna, actually, I'm going to tie my wrist together. Morb. 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 Again, still nothing. Hey, guys. What are you doing? I'm trying to get Heath pumped for September's patron-only bonus episode. Morb. Why is he just... Okay, what's Morb? Well, so we did the abysmal cinematic abortion Morbius for last month's secular patron-only bonus episode. Oh, I hear that's terrible. Boy, was it. Yeah, we even had friend of the show Thomas Smith come on to review it with us. All right. Now this I got to hear. 
How can I get it in my ear holes right now? Why, by supporting us over on Patreon, silly. Just head to patreon.com slash godawful. Pledge as little as a dollar, and you can get access to 73 secular bonus episodes of our podcast. Plus, you'll be helping out the show. More bah. Once again, that's patreon.com slash godawful. You got another one? Morbin time! Better? Yes. Was it? And we're back for still more of this shit. And we're going to rejoin our heroes wandering aimlessly around the woods until Claire finally points out that the woods are really fucking big. And so that would never work. <laughs> Do you know how many woods there are? Now that I think about it, like a lot. Yeah. Look at all this thousands of our backyard. Yeah. <laughs> right. But the new plan is Bigfoot will find them. Right. But then they keep still walking around looking for him. After but then they that. keep moving. Yes. <laughs> You know there was a whole wasted day of shooting where they were just sitting there and he was like, this is boring. Let's do it where we walk more. <laughs> well, and then this is where they feel the need to give him an, a, an interesting backstory. This is goddamn hilarious. This is honestly the first moment where I felt like, okay, now I feel really good about making fun of these people, yes, right? Yes, because up until then, this was just like a sweet Christian family's weekend project yeah and this is where i was like okay everyone involved is a psychopath yeah. all right here we go <laughs> she goes is it true what they said about you saving all them children from that school shooting <laughs> and this is can we just say that this school shooting story he tells is every fat guy who looks like me's good guy with a gun wet dream yes Right, like, you know, it all began with my dive roll training I did with Coach <laughs> Dave Dobenmeyer. Now, as you see, I watch a lot of karate movies, so I know. I do. I was know. actually in the dive roll Kumite in 1975. <laughs> I did a dive roll in Blah. Yeah. Yeah, he explains that he, he was the first one there, and he was supposed to wait for backup, but he's the kind of cop that would run in and save those kids without regard to his own safety. In other words, a fictional one. <laughs> right. She might as well have said, is it true what they say about your enormous penis and Heisman trophy? <laughs> but so Yeah. No, great question. I actually was in the penis kumite and the football <laughs> kumite. They were all in 75. Could you describe the last two yeah, plays? No, in yeah, the I'm final not. It's, game uh, I signed an football? NDA. I'm not allowed. Shut up. <laughs> what are you, Black Belt Magazine? Fuck you. <laughs> so, yeah, but so he tells us the story of his fucking school shooting kumite or whatever and of course there will not be any kind of flashbacks or anything no but in the story he ran out of ammo which he's using this to set himself up as heroic that he went up against the guy even though he was out of ammo but like that means that you fired enough random bullets into a school full of children without hitting the thing that you were aiming at that you ran out yeah (laughs) this is not a good thing man but he, he, anyway, so he ran out of ammunition. He pretended he still had bullets and 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 subdued one gunman with just his <laughs> the powers of intimidation. And he bluffed him. Yeah, he actually uses the word I. He says bluffed. Like yes. he walked into the room and he's like, "This gun is not empty. I, it's a serious <laughs> bullets. <laughs> I surrender." <laughs> <laughs> But she's pretty impressed. And and then she's like, wow, how did you do it? He's like, well, you know, the Lord was with me that day. He told me to wear my bulletproof vest, even though most of the time I didn't because it made me look fat. And I'm like, yeah, that's what made you look fat, man, was the bulletproof vest. (laughs) 
And this, can we just talk about the sexual tension? Like this, this is their favorite role play, right? I don't want to tell turns at a school, but this is a couple who have done the, oh, you just rescued my child from the school shooting. However, can I thank you? So many, they like know the subtleties of each beat of this and we're, we're just watching it. Sorry, let me take off this Kevlar. I actually am very svelte, as you can see. <laughs> Wear nothing underneath it. You may not like this, but this is peak performance, babe. This is peak <laughs> performance right here. And then he's like, anyway, enough of us pointlessly talking about my backstory. Let's let's go look for them kids. And she's like, kisses first. So we have to watch this couple kiss. <clears throat> they They make out for a while and then go to save the kids from Bigfoot. Yes. I've never seen so much sexual tension with so little release. Yeah, no kidding. Right? Because the tension is there, but like both of them were told by a wizard that if they opened their mouth during a kiss, they'd turn back into the cats they started out as. (laughs) (laughs) It's more of a face pushing contest than anything. Actually, the the thing is, is they were told by a sky wizard or a human on behalf of a sky wizard that if they opened their mouths, they'd burn in hell forever, which isn't less silly. Yeah, it's true. So anyway, they go off to look for Bigfoot. This is where she comes across the Bigfoot prints, and they have to tell us that that's what they were going for when they pushed these. (laughs) They're way too big. She's like, yeah, I think I found Yeti prints. And he's like, yep, that's totally... Reasonable scale. That's that's not the size of Godzilla, theoretically, based on that. It was 16 feet tall. (laughs) I really wanted a big, silly, clown-footed Bigfoot to show up and for them to be like, well, this is very silly. Yeah. So, and then, of course, he has to reiterate that they don't have to find Bigfoot. Bigfoot will find them. So let's keep looking. What? I don't have object permanence. Let's just go right ahead and keep moving. So, okay, so then we cut to the little girls. One of them wakes up and she's like, hey, we're in a nest. And and she has to say that because otherwise we wouldn't know that that's what they were going for. Right. There's just some sticks around them. It's not even enough sticks that they're held back in any way. Right. So the kids just have to like gently push on the sticks to be like, (laughs) we're in and we're under a twig twig. Yeah. Bigfoot comes over, starts vomiting food into. And they're like, you know, it'd be a good idea is being elsewhere. So they leave the nest. Meanwhile, Claire and, and, and the chief are coming up with an idea. He was to use Claire as Bigfoot bait. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, yeah, me too, man. And she's like, I don't think I could do it. And he's like, that's the plot of the movie. And she's like, OK, I'm in. <laughs> yes. And then because he obviously watched the dailies, let's call them, of the first kiss. He was like, I would like a second attempt at a harder kiss. <laughs> uh, I think I'm going to be judged for not kissing you hard enough in that first scene. Hard Christian kissing. Yep. Mm-hmm. I don't want to bet on any Ben Shapiro jokes about me. Yeah, right. We right. are opposite sex kissing right now. He might as well look at the camera. Yeah. <laughs> Loving this. I've had sex with a woman. <laughs> I don't want to wrestle a chubby Jew podcaster. I'm, I love this. This is my fantasy right here. You and me, just Warren, Warren shins. So we we cut back to the girls who are who are trying out that being elsewhere strategy, and it's so sad watching these poor kids try to walk through the woods because they're like not on a path. So there's just always like a 
a twig in their face that they're like daintily pushing out of the way and it's whipping back on the other kid over and over again. How do we get past this one very small branch? This is it. There must be a better way. Yeah, yeah right. It's, yeah. It's, it's one of those. At one point, one of the girls cuts themselves and she's like, ow, I cut myself. And she's like, can I see it? And she's like, no. Dad said we couldn't use fake blood for that movie. <laughs> well, yeah, she says, she even says it's bleeding pretty bad. And we're like, we can see it. There's no bleeding. It's not, you could have used ketchup, but you didn't. And now, now I understand why, but yeah, I felt like. You got I, a lot of fries and Arby's. I wrote in my notes, like, are there more scenes locked behind a paywall that clue us into how <laughs> she hurt or something? But for just two ninety nine a month, you can see the bloody hand. <laughs> <laughs> So, but then the little girl's like, we don't know where to go. And she's like, it's all right. I'm sure God will lead us along the right path. And I'm like, well, that's a terrifying message to give to children. Yep. Right. Who might actually get lost in the woods at some point. Yep. And we get three little girls praying like, dear Lord, what the fuck? I thought we had dominion. We got put into a nest. He vomited into my mouth a second ago. (laughs) It was two little girls. One of them got eaten by a bear trying to exercise dominion. But yeah. Yeah. So... Get it right, Heath. God, right? Okay. Have some respect for the source material. So <laughs> they, we cut back to, to Claire standing around. I, I don't know, smelling delicious. How do you bait Bigfoot? <laughs> right? But she's Here, Bigfoot, Bigfoot. So then, so so Bigfoot finds her. He starts chasing her, and we get the scene that they're most proud of. I'm sure the the scenes where she's running away from Bigfoot. <laughs> So, but the chief steps out and whacks Bigfoot with a stick as he's running by. Now, a fight scene will transpire over the next, I'm going to say, 16 minutes of film. (laughs) But the two characters fighting each other are the same guy, right? It's just this guy punching off screen and then the the same guy in a Bigfoot suit getting, like, reacting to a punch off screen. These were the cuts of the masturbating part of the sex video that they were able to use. (laughs) Yeah. And you can see in real time him not overcoming the challenge of, I don't know a single other human being who would do this scene with me. Yeah. Right. Because he's just like, all right, shot of me, shot of Bigfoot, shot of me, shot of Bigfoot. Oh, damn. Shot of me. (laughs) Shot of Bigfoot. So there's also like there's this one moment and I had to rewatch it like four times to figure out what I think they were going for is Bigfoot goes to run away and tries to push a tree on them. But he catches it because of his might. Because of his strength. <laughs> and throws the tiniest tree. It's a, it is a twig. It's hilarious. He's, he's wrestling with this tiny fishing pole. Just, well, and he very clearly couldn't actually catch it because we just cut to him already having caught it going, I caught this. It was I caught falling. it, I assure you. <laughs> Much like the stump from earlier, I have mastery and dominion. Over wood, yes, exactly. It was like that scene where, like, you know, the parent gets the adrenaline and they pick up a car to get their kid out from yeah, under, but uh-huh. it's like just barely out of frame. You can see a matchbox edge of the car. Like, it's been- <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. So, yeah, so, and then we get the scene where, like, the chief and, and Claire are like, ah, oh, we got away from Bigfoot. And like the last we saw, you were chasing Bigfoot. Yeah. Right. And then immediately within this scene, they decide that they need to go find Bigfoot again. Or right, let's go find that Bigfoot we just ran away Wait, from. What Shit. the fuck is happening? 
She goes, we need to make a plan. He's like, I got a plan. The plan is I'm going to punch him to death. And I'm like, that was already your plan. <laughs> well, and, but then. Yes. Insanely. He pulls out a gun. He's like, I do have a gun. Wait, do it, did, <laughs> you, did you just, did he find that along the way? Did it just come out of the oven? Now it's freshly baked. What, how the hell does he suddenly have a handgun? Yeah, I respawned and then teleported over. You get to start <laughs> right, with the yeah, another one. The wormhole. No, of your launch. You get the gun when you Silence come out of the PP seven battle bus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but now she's. They're going to do a little bit of the cuck porn yes. that they do for their sex video. She's like, Psh, "That's not a big enough gun," and he's like, "It's not the gun, but the man behind the gun that matters." And I wrote in my notes. I mean, toddlers shoot people, man. It's definitely not the man behind the gun that matters. <laughs> well, I, I wrote my nose spoken like a man who's felt the need to defend his penis's stature before. <laughs> She's like, but I'm afraid of Bigfoot. He's like, the Bible tells us 365 times not to fear. And I'm like, yeah, mostly dragons and shit, though. It does tell you to fear God, right? <laughs> but so ha having just successfully lost a Bigfoot, they head out to find Bigfoot again and now here's what i can only imagine happened they literally copied a page of the script and put it later in the movie because now in the exact same words claire is gonna hurt her hand yes right <laughs> right well and she does it so poorly that like we're cutting away from her she stands up and she goes ah and we're like was that tripping did she get kidnapped by bigfoot what the fuck happened Hey, can I just say credit to the boldness? Because with the kids, it was like, oh, it's bleeding real bad. And we were like, we would be able to see it. In this, she's like, I hurt my hand. And he's like, let me see it. And we just get a fucking shot of a completely normal hand. And he's like, yep. It's obviously hurt. This <laughs> is a hand. Like Moishi hurting his hand during an escape room. Uh, yeah, yes, yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. And of course, he goes, it's okay, Claire. You're supposed to hurt yourself. You're a lady. You're not good at this action movie stuff. So then we get another walking through the woods scene where Claire's just trying to make small talk. She's like, oh, um, aren't you also a war hero? And he's like, yes, I am a war hero with a whole bunch of medals and stuff as well. I have a theory that like this is a fantasy she likes, but he wasn't in the mood for it. Oh, OK. He was like, "Hun, we just did the school shooter one. It doesn't make sense for me to be a school shooter <laughs> war hero. And she's like, I want to go again. Do the war hero. No, I'm not. Because he's giving her these really weird, short teenage answers. You're right. Yes. No, just give me like 10 minutes and we'll do the war one. Fine. <laughs> I'll just let me get some Chinese food and a Gatorade. And <laughs> then we can fight Bigfoot, if you know what I mean. <laughs> well, but so as as part of his resistance to talk too much about what a war hero is, this is when we get my best worst. He starts talking about the importance of humility, right? In the middle of his I'm a hero cop, military war hero, badass that can fight mythical primates with my bare hands to death, he stops to talk about how humble he is. Yep. It says he read in the Bible that you shouldn't think about anything that already happened. So humility or something like that. And that, yeah. <laughs> literally the worst lesson about not ever having lessons in your life. Yeah. And then he has to take a shit. <laughs> we paused the movie again so that it could be like, 
oh, also, I also have to take a shit. And she's like, why would you? Because you got to. You got to in the movie. Yeah, you got to take a shit. She's like, I thought hunters don't shit. You said that. And he's like, yeah, but cops do shit. (laughs) What? (laughs) What argument are they settling there in their lives (laughs) about cops and hunters? What's being, you know, ameliorated? (laughs) Something is being adjudicated there. Absolutely. Adjudicate. That was the word. Yes, adjudicated. What's being adjudicated? All right, so yeah, so, and that shitting exchange, by the way, it's there for its own sake. It's not like Bigfoot attacks him mid-shit. No, or Bigfoot's like, you seem a lot lighter than the last time we fought. (laughs) (laughs) Right, in the next scene, he's just already shit, and now she's spotted Bigfoot. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, this movie just plotted like an improv skit, for fuck's sake. He says, yeah, I see him, and then she goes, there he is, and so he just said, you saw him. Can just can we talk about the actual costume of Bigfoot for a second? Oh, yeah. it's amazing. It's so silly. It's just like they give you shots of it. And this is like one of the times they give you actually a little bit more of an extended shot. And it's supposed to be like a pop scare that, you know, you see him for a second. But it's just like curious George behind a tree. <laughs> sure is. It's so stupid. <laughs> sure is. Yeah, no, it's got all the life of a 1986 Aquaman mask. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, t- I feel like William Shatner needs to come on and like throw a big roundhouse at it. (laughs) You're welcome, alien species. (laughs) Yeah. And so the chief prays to God for Bigfoot killing powers. And then his gun doesn't work. We've added this, like, where the fuck did it come from gun? Because apparently he wanted to show off his handgun, too. Yeah, he got it back from the cops after, you know, the charges were dismissed. Oh, "Oh, perfect. (laughs) Just in time for the last half of my movie. Yeah, there you go. So he puts up his dukes and he Fist fights Bigfoot. <laughs> Again, this is we watch him punching something off camera. Occasionally, we get a lot. We uh, occasionally, constantly through this, we get him punching trees. So many trees through trees. But yes. to be clear, that means a very old, very small rotting branch. Rotted that tree. Held yes. Up right. With, mm-hmm. You can see a little bit of their hand on a couple of them. <laughs> so yeah. So, but eventually, though, Bigfoot knocks him down and picks up a rock, and he's just about to smush Harrison's head with it when something different than that happens. I, I have no fucking idea. I just, yeah. I literally don't. Did Claire shoot him? It's, it's super duper fucking unclear. I think he yeah. just got hit in the face with a rock, but he's okay because his face is enormous and thick. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Just like his war hero medals and yes. everything else involved in the role play. Yeah. There you go. So, yeah. So then Claire runs in and kicks Bigfoot in the nuts. <laughs> <laughs> and they, they actually, they're not going to go for that because, you know, the Bible tells you not to kick somebody in the nuts. if he's Yeah, you have to cut off her hand. Yeah, exactly. Or right. So she kicks him in the <laughs> knee. But then and then she jumps on his back piggyback style. Right? Like the man in black fighting Andre the Giant. She starts throwing foreskins at him. Bigfoot's like, what the fuck? Are you throwing foreskins at me? What is happening? I vomited food into your kids' mouths. So Bigfoot starts strangling her. And that's when the chief wakes up and stops him from doing that off camera. <laughs> okay. And then they punch some we more. We watch and they punch so some more. much punching. It's true. It, I, this is the only point at which in this movie where I thought maybe they were joking because it is tr- the length 
of the back and forth punching is <laughs> laugh twice and then laugh again. Yes, levels of right. <laughs> so good. At one point, there's another very small twig and he's just like smashes it down off the tree so he can walk past yes! it. Oh, oh, badass twig smashing. Get out of my way with the twigs. <laughs> that made it, by the way, into the preview. For this movie, folks, this is on Amazon Prime and you should absolutely watch it. You should force your entire yes. family to watch it. But at the very least, watch the preview for it on IMDb. This twig smacking the, the shot. The twig thing yes, was in the makes teaser? it into the yes, preview. It's in the trailer, yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, sh and that's supposed to be like a oh, here it goes yes, moment. Exactly. Amazing. You remember when Superman was in that bad Mission Impossible movie and he cocked his arms and it was cool? That's this guy saw that and was like, all right, I'm going to go ahead and break these teeny tiny little branches as a way to show I'm ready with my badass. The twig's a little too green. It just bends. And he's like, oh, OK, OK, hold on. Hold on. I got it. if I get it started, rip it. Got to wiggle it back and forth. You wiggle it back and forth a little bit. That shit there. Just him trying desperately. <laughs> so I did enjoy how he had. The identical punching style of Bigfoot. Yes. At points. So like they actually like his brain and Bigfoot's it's the same fucking guy. So I guess it makes yep. sense. But their two brains line up. It's a mirror match and they like punch <laughs> their fists into each other because they thought of the exact same mirror style right left hook at the same time. Clearly. Yeah. So but ultimately after an incredibly comically impossibly long time. He punches Bigfoot to death. Yeah. <laughs> and then the little girls run up and they're like, we found you. That's convenient. Yep. It solves everything. And now we uh, we watch this family's vacation video. Yes. Well, OK. So but we get there in the most incredible goddamn fucking way. Right. So all of a sudden we cut to him in a living room. <laughs> And he wakes up and that turns out that that whole movie was just a dream. <laughs> okay. Come on. Did you guys see it was just a dream coming? I did, I did not. not. I did no. not see it coming. <laughs> the, the most predictable ending in the history of film completely caught me by surprise. No, it did. It did. This is a good film. I think Eli's just trying to like compliment you and back out of the fight is what's happening now. But you, you should still beat the shit out of him even if he likes your ending. I did, I did enjoy just what this means. So it's all a dream, which means this guy had a dream that included two different shits, one himself. <laughs> I wanted him to wake up and be like, look at his wife and be like, did you shit yourself? <laughs> did I shit myself? Did you shit yourself? <laughs> did you, did you shit myself is the real question. But yeah, he, he wakes up, they're married, you know, like in outside the movie. And he's like, oh, I got to stop watching violent action movies. And they talk about how bad action movies are at the end of this action movie. Well, yeah, but then he starts talking about like, if only there were Christian action movies where they don't even use ketchup blood and they reinforce one's faith and belief in Christ. That would <laughs> sure be useful. I bet there's a market for it. Can I also say that there's one authentically tragic moment in this scene? So the thing that they say back and forth over and over again is like, oh, it's because you're such a badass cop, because I'm sure this guy is also a cop. And they're like, yeah, you use the action movies to relieve your stress because you're a cop and you're the cop is being a cop is so hard. Blue Lives Matter flag, don't tread on me. Mm -hmm. But then there's a pause. And in the only performance she gives in the entire movie, Claire just goes, 
it's been hard. Apropos of nothing, right? And then they—it's not like yes, it has been hard. We don't know what's been hard, but it has been hard. (laughs) She just needed to say it and get it captured on camera and put it on Amazon Prime. I live with you every day. (laughs) That's really difficult. (laughs) Cut. I hope I get saved by some surprisingly agility-prone podcaster in a boxing match for $1,000 charity. Oh, so yeah, but she was reading the Bible, though, while he was dreaming the movie, and she'd like to quote us some of it now. And then he's like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to be a better husband and a better father. And I'm like, then what? Then what? We've never met you as a character. No, I do. You are the. (laughs) But then we watched their fucking home movies. We watched him and the kids run around and do (laughs) shenanigans with crabs and shit. Yeah. I have to talk about the dead crab shenanigans because he picks up a dead crab and he's like, "Eh," and the girls all run away. And then he's like, I'm going to pretend to eat it, but actually puts it in his mouth. And he's like, (laughs) yes. There was a wet part that got all over my tongue. Someone, someone put a dead crab in my mouth. I should wake. Can we wake up again? I want to start over. And then we have the most discordant possible ending. Right? I was honestly going to use this as my best words for a minute here, but so this all this montage ends on a shot of the sun through a heart shaped hole in a leaf. Right. They were super proud of that one. It was really, really artsy. And then all of a sudden in these giant like Robocop silver shiny block letters, it comes out and goes the badge, the Bible and Bigfoot (laughs) right after the heart shaped fucking hole in the (laughs) the attempt at that art thing is the best, too, because it's like we it's long. So it's we're showing it. It's a leaf with a hole in it. That's it's like a metaphor. No, we have nothing. Credits. <laughs> That's a badge. The Bible. Bible. Yeah. <laughs> Bigfoot. Clang, clang, clang. You know what this is? This is the two of them deciding, you know what? Why Arguing. don't we just, yes, but we are, is... we'll end it both ways. <laughs> we'll both get our ending. You get your Instagram picture and I get my credits I bought on Fiverr. <laughs> All right, well, that's it. I'm not going to bother asking you guys to try to pluck a moral from that piece of shit. So I guess that's going to do it for our review of The Badge, The Bible, and Bigfoot, but that's not going to do it for the episode just yet because we're just getting this spooktacular started. So Eli, tell us what's on deck. A man shrouded in mystery, known only as the Reconciler, gathers those who are estranged, (laughs) angry, and distant from each other to see if they can... Reconcile? Reconcile before (laughs) it's too late. A female reporter is assigned by her editor to investigate the darkness he feels is pervading the world. What? A surprise ending leaves audiences entirely captivated. We'll be continuing our Halloween spooktacular with... The Reconciler. Reconciler. The Ameliorator. He'll be back. (laughs) What the fuck, Conover? Wow. Mediumer. (laughs) 
So with that to look forward to, we're going to bring episode 372 to a merciful close. Once again, huge thanks to all the Patreon donors that help make the show go. If you'd like to count yourself among their ranks, you can make a per episode donation at patreon.com slash godawful and thereby earn early access to an ad-free version of every episode. You can also help us out a ton by leaving a five-star review, sharing the show on all your various social media platforms. And if you enjoyed this show, be sure to check out our sibling shows, The Skating Game, The Citation, D&D Minus, and The Skeptocrat, available wherever podcasts live. If you have questions, comments, or cinematic suggestions, you can email godawfulmovies at gmail.com. Legal services for this podcast are provided by the law offices of P. Andrew Torres. Tim Robson to scare our social media. Our theme song was written and performed by Ryan Slotnick People Dress on Mars. All of the music was written and performed by our audio engineer Morgan Clark and was used with permission. Thanks again for giving us a check your life this week. For Heath and Wright, Neil Ipostin, come no illusions, promise to work hard or earn another chunk next week. Until then, we'll leave you with the Breakfast Club clothes. David Owen Wright tried to return a shotgun covered in shit to Dick's Sporting Goods. <laughs> they gave him store credit. Yep. Ashley Hayes Wright went on to freebase crushed Sudafed out behind the Jubit's Travel Center. <laughs> this family made like five more movies and we will be watching. <laughs> I think it's more than that. It's so many more than oh, that. God. And, and a mini series or two. Oh, yeah, it's, no. it's be Just, great. That's what the show is now. <laughs> Eli got sexual with the description of how he's going to so, beat you up, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> sexual. Eli, Eli's going to end up in a threesome with this couple. Oh, for sure. I wish. <laughs> the preceding podcast was a production of Puzzle and a Thunderstorm, LLC. Copyright 2022. All rights reserved.